0: Yeah. Way All to right. go Chad Way to go <laughs> I mean
1: Welcome to the Masculine Revolution uh, Hosted by Jeremy Brown and myself, Murphy G um, Today we have a special guest with us Mr. Chad Staples uh, Close friend of the show um, How you doing this morning Chad?
0: Man, I'm doing well Happy to be here Excited about our conversation
1: That's great Glad to have you on uh, Jeremy, you kind of want to take us into it? Yeah, so uh, touching on um,
2: the topic of service, uh, serving others, putting others before yourself, um, how, what's your definition, Chad, of, of serving, serving others?
0: Well, I think it's um, definitely a mentality. You have to um, put others before yourself. You have to be intentional about putting others before yourself, and um You know, there's many opportunities out there. Uh, You can serve in our community. You can serve um, at church. There's definitely different areas of being able to step up and serve. You can serve your family. Um, You can serve your friends. There's a thousand opportunities out there. And I think the biggest thing is you have to be open to those opportunities. You have to be in a headspace to hear what people are saying To listen and then apply, you know, going out and serving. Mm
2: -hmm. What's some what's some practical practical application um, steps to like change your mindset from from uh, you know, hey, I've got my day in front of me, I got tasks I gotta get, I gotta knock out, I gotta cross off. um, To hey, there's opportunities nonstop every single day with people presented in front of you and you have the, you have the chance to put them before yourself. What's some practical uh, application steps of that you've taken to, to change that mindset where you're not distracted by just the busyness of life?
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, you know, for example, uh, before I go into the grocery store. So in my mind, I have a list of things I have to do this day. I know what I'm planning on doing for the next two or three hours. Uh, One thing I do is, um, you know, I'll sit in the car and I'll say a little 30-second minute prayer, God, you know, open my eyes to opportunities, right? And um, if you go into situations like that, um, God will present opportunities. They, They will be there. And so it's slowing your mind down enough to really be able to focus in on other people, uh, which isn't always easy, and I don't always succeed. I mean, it's, you know, busyness is a factor. I mean, it happens. You know, we all have things we have to do. So stopping, praying, um, and then, you know, I think that another uh, practical application is is listening, you know, active listening. Uh, when you're around your friends, when you're around your family, the, the people that are close to you, they'll let you know, you know, um, that there is a need there. And either you can hear it and address it or it can just go right over your head and you can miss it. I miss them every day. Um, But I think the biggest thing, again, is mentality, right? Understanding what it is to serve others, to put others before yourself. And in that, it takes an intentionality to um, not... Be selfish and not be um, so focused that you lose those opportunities.
2: Yeah. What about you, Murf? Practical application.
1: Yeah, I think it's just recognizing. I think it's just recognizing the opportunities when you see them. You know, I, I think it's just, I mean, you you hit it on the head with mentality. So it's like, if you're looking for an opportunity, I mean, it's just like the saying goes: if you're looking for a red car you'll see your red car everywhere and so it's like if you're looking for that opportunity to where you can like you know lend a hand or whatever those opportunities are, are in your face every day everybody needs help or whatever you know so it's like when you're looking for it and your eyes are open then I, I think you'll find those opportunities you know I think but it starts with a mentality of wanting to serve other people yeah yeah, yeah.
2: what's that what's that uh, what's that look like as far as connecting the why to that like why why would why would someone want to serve someone other than themselves
1: feels good feels real good yeah
2: fulfillment mhm
1: definitely i mean the uh, i think you shared a video with me talk where somebody was talking about you know m- uh money right of uh when you take care of what what you got and you know opens the door to be generous to others but the same goes for your time you know if you're managing that correctly you know I I think in a prior podcast we had this conversation about like you know if you're always in a rush you don't have time for anything then you're not going to have time to see those opportunities because everything's going to be but if you leave you know early or whatever you're not running late like I was this morning you know then it's like if you have that time, then you can be generous with it, you know. But if everything's, like, right in front of your nose and you can't see, then you're not going to have that time, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's huge. Both of y'all hit, that, hit on that point, you know, of slowing things down, you know. Um, I think that's a tough thing to do these days, um, where even if you do have margin time in the moment, what are you doing with it? Because most of the time, <clears throat> if margin time is presented, like it, whether it was planned or, or or unscheduled, do you fill it with something? Like do you backfill it with something immediately, or do you know how to practice? Like you know, being still and and reflecting and analyzing. You know, and I think that's a I think that's a massive piece of the pie with putting others before yourself is recognizing those moments when they're presented and saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to think, you know, okay. and not just think like aimlessly, but like, you know, be intentional with your thoughts, um, that re- really align your perspective, uh, which is what kind of you were saying. You
0: know? Yeah. I think for me, I've utilized those moments, like you just said to think so in the course of a week or a day where I am interacting with people, friends, family, coworkers, you know, uh, and and actively listening, right? Uh, you might catch something where you earmark it in your brain. Okay, all right, there's something that's been expressed to me, a need, right? And so, for example, later that week, I have that time, you know, and so, and I build this into my week. I build this time into my week, right? It's it's paramount in a willingness to serve and so I can go back and say okay I had that conversation with Jeremy and he was expressing something to me and that's that time where I can say hey Jeremy I can shoot a quick text how things going right is there is there something that I can jump in and help you with right Mm -hmm. and so that's an intentional thing right you know I heard you right and I didn't address it at that moment but later in the week or later in the day I can refocus my energy refocus my thoughts and say okay i picked up on that now let me see what's going on
2: do you think do you think ser- serving others opens a door um to be in something being a part of something bigger than yourself
0: absolutely so you know my servant heart was kind of born out of a ton of adversity in my life and i was um I was working at a major airline company, you know, topped out, plan on was to retire there. And so I had a couple of workplace accidents and I had two major spinal surgeries. And in that time before the surgery and after surgery, I wasn't working. And so I had to find something to fill my days, you know? And so I started serving in my community. And uh, I just was able to really find that uh, through consistency and commitment, to um, a project or to a, 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 a nonprofit in our community, you know, the community will embrace you, number one, and then they'll, they'll share their needs with you, you know? Um, so it does take time, you know, to build that trust, to build that bond. But I think on the bigger scale, you know, uh, Jesus was a servant. I mean, he served others in so many capacities. And, you know, for me, um, because of that adversity, I was put in a spot to be able to serve in my community and start and serve my family and friends a little bit better. And it was just kind of this thing that took off that for me personally, is just something I'm super passionate about because you can see God working in other people's lives. You know, so my focus, my focus is Jesus. That's what I look to, to really get a groundwork for how I want to be and how I want to act and how I want to treat others. And in that I can see the beauty of God's work and it, and it's beautiful. You know, you really see people's perspectives changing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I get to be a part of that, you know, it's not because of me, it's because of God. Right. But I can help facilitate that with my attitude, with my perspective and with serving other people. Yeah. Yeah. So, so with that, um,
1: you want, you want to talk about the more music Foundation well I mean to kind of expand on that a little bit I mean you, you're hitting on it as far as like you know kind of where your heart is mm-hmm. and and so obviously with this we like to shed light on on things that are making a positive impact uh, so you just kind of want to
0: explain sure so the after the, my second spinal surgery um, man I was devastated because you know I had a MBA in aviation. You know, my plan was to do big things in the airline industry, you yeah. know. Um, and and so, you know, I was devastated because I knew what I was about to get into after my second injury. You know, I know it's a long process. This isn't, a, you know, a month and you're back to normal. This was a two-year, two-and-a-half, three-year thing. And so I really, you know, started thinking about, okay, if it's not in the aviation industry, what is it, you know. Yeah. So I'll go back just a hair. Um, At Delta, I was uh, fortunate enough to land a a job as a a project manager for their nonprofit. It's called the Delta Care and Scholarship Fund. And what I did was I was the project manager for their annual 5K. It's a 5K race, and it's one of their largest fundraisers. And so they brought me over to corporate HR and let me just focus on the 5K and raising money. So I did two 5Ks in about seven months and raised about $110,000, $115,000. And so when I was at corporate HR, I was trying to get a job out of where I was. I was trying to get in the mix, and it just wasn't happening for me. So I had to go back to the paint shop, which was fine. I enjoyed my job. And literally, like seven days later, I had another injury. Dang. And so, about a week and a half in, um, I had a conversation with my pastor, and he he said something that really helped. You know, uh, he said, um, "At least you know what you're getting into," because I'd already been there. I'd already had the surgery. I'd already recovered. Uh, and then he kind of challenged me to think about other things in life that I could possibly do besides where I was. And one night, and this is the truth, you know, I was toiling, it was two or three o'clock in the morning, and I just started having these ideas. I was in prayer, and um, I knew that I had to get up and put it down on paper. So I went to my computer and spent about three and a half, four hours writing the business plan for More Music Foundation. And, um, you know, God kind of put me in that position. You know, I I had just come from being able to sit in on board meetings of a nonprofit, see what a nonprofit is, see how a nonprofit works. And in all of my service over the last four or five years in the community, I saw that there was a huge need. I'm a musician. I play music. I'm super passionate about music. So I would go and we would play, for example, at Bridge in the Gap, we would play a music service, have a little sermon, and then we would feed everybody breakfast. Well, once these community people started seeing that I was a musician, they would come up and they would say, hey, my kid wants to play drums. My kid wants to play guitar, right? And so all this had taken years to happen, but that's what kind of culminated in, in the idea of More Music Foundation. Quick sidebar, the name came from, I have a, a, a niece who is autistic and one of her favorite she speaks sign language she doesn't speak but she taught sign language one of her favorite things to say is more music she's constantly begging and asking for my brother to sing her more music so the name kind of was formed from that and so man that was three years ago two and a half three years ago and so i've spent the better part of the last three years uh, putting myself turning my life from um worldly things and this is the truth I mean I had a nice truck I mean you know and so I I sold my nice truck and I bought an old reliable truck you know I've really tried to put myself in a position to not be um dependent on a, a salary or you know the money for that and so um I got a couple of really good friends to build a board of directors, and that took some time. COVID hit. I mean, I was almost about to launch, and COVID hit, and then yeah. I had to wait another year and a half. <laughs> you know, So last November, uh, we formed More Music Foundation. We started rolling out programs in February. And essentially, More Music Foundation is um, committed and dedicated to providing music opp- opportunities, music education opportunities to at-risk youth. And so how we've done that is we've partnered with other nonprofits in the area. We've partnered with elementary schools, uh, Ruth Hill Elementary, Family Patterns Matter. And I go in and I just host these workshops. I bring a whole bunch of guitars and we spend about 20, 30 minutes on content, learning what a guitar is, really the basics of music theory. And then we put a guitar in their hands and the community's really responding. You know, it's, um, it's been a lot of work. Um, it's been a huge change of, um, you know, schedule and, and, you know, but I'm super passionate about music, I'm super passionate about serving. And so more music was born out of that. Yeah. Sounds like the, the perfect,
1: perfect thing for, I'm just saying to align with like what, where your heart is and where, where you want to take life. I mean, it seems head on with that.
0: Yeah. yeah. I want to serve others, man. I want to put others before myself. You know, and I think my actions have have dictated that. You can say it all day long, but you know, I've I've making I've made steps in my life. I've made sacrifices. My beautiful wife has made sacrifices, and right. she's on board. She's jumped on board. A lot of my family members and closest friends. You know, it's I've had to raise my own salary. You right. know, they're supporting that mission. You know, because they believe in it, and uh, enthusiasm matters. You know, I'm super enthusiastic about it, so yeah. people buy into it, but. Yeah, it's, it's been a good thing. It's been a challenge, and it'll continue to be a challenge. I mean, we're, we're new. We're, we, you know, anonymity is one of the hardest things that a nonprofit faces. And so I'm out there just trying to squash the anonymity and let people know who we are.
1: Yeah. Uh, to anybody that's listening, is there a way that they can donate or
0: help out to further that? Absolutely. Our um, website, moremusicfoundation.org. Uh, it lists all of our events that we have you can volunteer uh, there's a link to donate you can donate um, prayer is another good thing pray for me you sure. know pray for more music foundation because we want to make an impact in students lives the biggest thing is a lot of these kids never will see these opportunities that we're trying to give and yeah. so that's that's my mission you know I want to provide those opportunities and then it's a long-term thing I I really want to invest into students' lives. So I want to meet a fifth grader, and I want to see that fifth grader graduate high school, right? Yeah, I, want, yeah. I want a partnership with their parents. I want to support the student, you know? So there's a lot more than just me showing up and giving a guitar lesson, right? For sure. You know, I want to be a team player, and I want to see this all the way through. And then maybe that student, when he is graduating high school, Maybe he needs a little help with a scholarship. He wants to go to music school. He or she wants to go to music school. We want to help provide that. Um, we're in tentative uh, planning stages of partnering with teachers in our community. Music education is one of the first things that go when it comes to money really... in the school systems. Oh, yeah. And so, um had a, a nice dinner conversation with a music teacher at Madras Middle School on Sunday night. And one of her biggest things is I don't have enough money to do what I need to do to teach my children. Yeah, and and so I'm like, hey, how can we jump in and help facilitate that? So that's right. that's another big thing for us is you know we it's not just the students we want to help teachers we want to partner with parents it's a, it's a full on yeah you know we want to be a part of the community Where y'all can get plugged in at, that's right? it yeah
1: that's
0: what's up yeah that's exciting
1: and definitely a need I mean. I know that uh, me and you have talked outside of this, but, you know, it's like a lot of times, man, like just like troubled youth in general, giving an outlet, you know, it kind of changes their whole like trajectory, you know, so that's definitely, uh, I think it's a, a huge thing to be doing, to be learning how to play an instrument. I mean, it's, it's, it's something that like can consume you and take you away from, things that would have your mind going in another way you know so um, and obviously I love music so I'm all for it. I do too. (laughs)
2: Yeah it's cool to see um, you know uh, I'll I'll use the term like men on mission you know we talk we talk a lot about it here where it's it. you know different different avenues Uh, you know last last podcast was a guy who you know starting his own business and getting going sharing his adversity in his life or whatever but you know now now he's Dedicated to, uh, uh, you know, make an impact in his community and his I- employees and <clears throat> things of that nature, you know. And so this is this is just another example, you know, of the the pa- the power that is in, uh, you know, men or women making decisions of, hey, I'm going to choose to to live life in a different way, um, and this is what it looks like for me because this is where my passions and my gifts are. You know, um, and it's incredible because, you know, obviously, you know, more music's born out of the idea of teaching uh, a skill that uh, a student or or a child can use for their entire life, but it's more than music, right? You're actually tying in and investing into lives um, and creating relationships that are deeper. And then through those, you can it presents opportunities to have conversations about, hey, you know, this is, this is how I structure my life. You know, I've, I've uh, gone against the flow of what the majority of the world tells you to do, of giving up materials and possessions and things like that. But yet, I'm being fulfilled with something that's greater than what these other choices that I could be going down. Or have gone down, and now I've turned away from whatever you know, whatever the scenario may be. But now I'm actually feeling like I'm living a life that's making a difference, and it's part of bigger. I'm part of something bigger than myself, you know. And that, and that's what that's where that's where a massive piece of the of power of, of life is. You know, when you when you look at uh, examples of um, men and women that have made this massive difference in people's lives. Um, most of the time they've gone completely against the flow of whatever the norm is, you know. Um, and yet the majority of individuals end up going along with the flow but have a desire that's deep down to say, I, you know, I wish I would do something different. You know, when you, when you talk about people like majority of the, a majority of people that uh, they got a job, it's not really like something that they necessarily enjoy, you know, but they got to do it to pay the bills, you know? Um, and, and it's like, well, would you, would you want to do something different? Yeah. You know, well, what's holding you back, you know? And it's that, it's that risk of the unknown, but how powerful, how powerful is stepping into that unknown, you know? Um, and you're, you're an example of it. You were on this trajectory of, uh, pursuing this, um, not necessarily, I wouldn't say, like, cookie cutter, but, like, you know, th- this procedure of climbing a ladder, right, uh, that a lot of people have done before, you know, and now you're in a completely different position. Um, and, you know, could you could you look back and say, could you see yourself still doing what you were doing at this point in the game? No. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, it's like man, how did – how, how was I even doing what I was doing, you know, now that I'm in what I'm in? And yet there's a bunch of sacrifices that have been made from a certain perspective, you know, would be seen for sacrifices. But from another perspective, it's like, it's willingly like, no, I don't want any of that, you know. I'd rather I'd rather give all that away for, for this right here, you know. Um, and there's power. There's massive power in, in that in that mindset and freedom yeah exactly yeah a freedom that you know is it's hard to define Mm
1: -hmm. it's killer i think i mean i think too like life has its seasons you know what i mean so it's like had you not been where you were at for all them years and then the injuries you know it's like that's why it's like life has a way of you know bringing you to the point where you're supposed to be at or where you're going to be at you know because it's like, had you not been hurt, you know what I'm saying, then you'd had that downtime to be thinking about, all right, well, this is my reality now, so where am I going to go with this? And now it's like, what do I really want to do? You know what I mean? So it's almost like, <clears throat> I, I guess I'm saying that too is just kind of a a thing where it's like, it, you know, you won't always have the time to to be necessarily like, heavy on the service part right cause just the seasons of life you know what I'm saying it takes time to get in control of your time so you can be generous with that it takes time to get in control of your finances so you can be generous with that so you know if you're listening to this and you're like oh, I love more music foundation or that along that lines or whatever it's like be, how long did it take you three years to get it up
0: I mean this has been yeah four almost four years yeah.
1: so that's what I mean it's just like It takes time to get to the point where you can, you know, you're generous with your time like that. You know, it took a lot of planning and a lot of work and thought out and paperwork and everything else, you know. So it's like. And struggles along the way. Yeah.
2: You know, like as you're sitting there having this idea of, oh, I'm going to start this nonprofit. Where do I start? And then you start getting the the to-do list of actually making that a legitimate thing. You know, I know that it's like, okay, well, halfway down that path, you're sitting there going, am I really supposed to be doing this? Because this (laughs) is like not working out, you know, like as as easily as I would have thought,
1: Mm -hmm. you know.
2: Um, But with that struggle comes satisfaction when you're on the backside, you know. And it's it's a massive piece to continue to push toward, you know, your conviction.
0: Yeah, I think I mean the the biggest thing just from my experience, this whole experience, I look at my last five years in this whole process, you know, it's 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 a mentality and you have to change your perspective on what you want from life, what you want from this world, right? And so I grew up, you know, looking at cars and, you know, uh, houses and you know and, and we all need that. I'm not saying yeah. we don't need that, but um, there's just an importance to people that you have to keep in your mindset that um, it, it just it, it reaches past all the worldly stuff right yeah. and the connecting piece of that is Jesus right that there's the connection piece right so I want to follow Jesus right yeah. and I think you know it's, it's a mentality it's a perspective in words that You know, Jeremy, I mean, you and I, we we throw these out all the time. You know, it's it's intentionality, it's consistency, it's commitment. And in this world, those three things are super hard to do, you know, to achieve, right? And so for me, what I've tried to do the last five years is put those three words at the top, right? I want to be intentional with my time, with my money, with people in my life. I want to be committed to them, right? If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something, and I want to be consistent with that over a long period of time, right? And so, one of the biggest things with more music is the same thing. I just want to do what I say I'm going to do. I don't. I'm not going to come out offering all kind of programs and all this stuff. Yeah. I want to. I want to see a need. I want to jump in and ha- try to help facilitate that need, and then I want to be consistent and committed to it. You know. And it takes time, it's 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 you know, life will try to hit you upside the head and knock you off that track. It's gonna happen, it happens to me, you know. But because I have Jesus as the center point on the daily, you know, even if I get off track, I can come right back to that. You know, and with and with God's grace and mercy, daily, never ending, I can always come back to that. And that's what I do, you know. Mm
2: What's some what's some small things that you've done to create those three words uh, to become a reality in your life,
0: um, like
2: on a daily basis?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, prayer, right? Uh, prayer in the morning, prayer at night, prayer throughout the day. Um, you know, I'm intentional about finding those little moments. And I'm not saying that I get down on my knees and have a 10- or 15-minute, you know, intentional prayer with god it's just a conversation it's just a conversation i'm looking for those nudges i'm looking for those little nudges from the holy spirit right what direction you want me to go but you have to have a conversation you know um you know i'm i i can't preach enough that i really place a high importance on active listening People listen, but are you actively listening? Are you actively engaged in what that other person is saying? Um, and that takes practice. That's taken me a long time, and I'm not super proficient at it because I can check out, you know, busyness happens, I'm getting my own head, but I really try to focus on active listening and hearing what other people are saying. Um,
2: What's it, some tools you use for active listening?
0: Well, I mean, first thing is I keep my mouth shut. There you go. <laughs> you, know? Um, you know, I look people in the eye, you know, and that's another way to really engage with someone. Everything else is gone. I want that person to feel like I'm actively engaged and actively listening. Um, you know, it's tough, man. I, You know, I'm um, super busy. You know, I've got a lot of things going on in my head, but it's, it, I'm able to quiet that um just through a lot of practice you know taking a deep breath you know uh stopping my mind and saying okay we can come back to that but i want to be focused on what we're doing right now you know
2: yeah yeah i think one thing that uh on on that topic as far as active listening is one thing that i really try to make a practice of is if if somebody that i'm in conversation with says something that's like like for example let's say that they got something coming up that's big in their life you know as soon as they walk away i'll make a note my phone and then put a reminder on it to follow up to see like let's say they say oh like for example they say oh i got a doctor's appointment next sunday or, Mm -hmm. or, or next monday or something you know um Jot it down, mm-hmm. and then follow back up the next week. Say, hey, how did how did pop? <clears throat> and it's crazy how the response to that most of the time is, how did you remember that? You know, and it's not that I really remembered it. You know, like just in my head. You know what I mean? It's but if if I, it, I took the intentionality to yeah. write it down because I know there's a weakness with myself with like I'm not gonna remember that. Mm-hmm. But if I take the intentionality to write it down. <clears throat> and then put a reminder in my phone to follow up with it, um, all of a sudden, you know, it's like super peculiar, you know, super peculiar.
0: That's a really good example of putting others before yourself. And it's, it, you know, a lot, not a lot of people can do it, right? And it's something that's small, right? It took you a second to type it in. Your reminder came up on your calendar a week and a half later. It took you a few seconds to say, "Hey, how did the doctor's appointment go?" But the impact that mm-hmm. that has on other people.
2: Yeah, and I think the toughest part that I've had for myself in that is that let's say you're having a conversation with somebody, and this conversation goes ten minutes, and they mention a doctor's appointment, for example. You know, keep running with that one. Like three minutes in, and then having <laughs> having the uh, having the having the mental, which sounds. Absolutely pitiful, but it's the truth. It's where tough. like,
1: man, conversation can go crazy in a matter of like two minutes. Yeah, Maybe
2: and so not. then, let's like well, seven minutes pass, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, all right, all right, see you later." You know, have, you know have a great day. See ya You know, and then you got to go back and be like, "Okay, okay, okay." You know, Monday, da, 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 and put it in. It's like that that that's a that's a discipline in itself. But I think the reason I'm bringing it up is that's an example of active listening, mm-hmm. you know, where, where I hear that word, you know, those two words together, active listening, like my mind immediately goes to like, well, what does that mean? Just, you know, looking somebody in the eye and just listening to what they have to say. No, it, it, it means like active, like taking action behind that conversation.
0: It's a pursuit.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and that, that in itself, you know, I think that's one thing that, um, Like when I think of putting others before yourself, like obviously initially my mind goes to the big things like like what you're doing with more music. Like, okay, like make sacrifices, put people in front before yourselves by teaching them music, you know, or how to how to uh, play an instrument, you know, but but service with others starts with tiny little things. And those tiny little things have have built on top of each other to lead into the idea of more music, you know, like your journey with more music. If, 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 you know, if I had to put money on it, didn't necessarily start with, I see a need with people, you know, no, you chose to get involved in your community and serving in a, at a totally different nonprofit that had nothing to do with music, Mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, all of a sudden, you're making choices to adjust your perspective from a day to day. And out of that, momentum was built, and it gained more and more momentum. And then all of a sudden, there was an opportunity, you know, with something that you feel conviction with and that you enjoy and that's a gift of yours and that you love. And then the idea was born, like, what? what if i did this cuz i see this need but seeing that need took took action to even get to to the point to see the need mm-hmm. you know so my point to all that is to encourage <clears throat> it starts it starts with these little bitty things and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to start with hey i'm going to block out 3 days of my week to go you know, to a certain spot and hand food out, you know, to people in need or whatever it may be. Like it starts in little things. Like when you're in a conversation with a person at work, you know, and they're just, you get on a personal level and then they start sharing with you something that's going on in their life. And then you just follow up with it. Mm-hmm. Like that's where that service starts, you know, and that you will get, you will gain momentum with that mentality and those practices and who knows what opportunities will be, will be presented just from that simple little thing of, Oh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to actively listen, you know? Um, and that's, what's so powerful about putting others before yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, another like easy one to do, um, like if you're walking in a gas station or anything like that, like, I mean, it happens to me all the time where, like, somebody would be, like, two steps in front of me and they just let the door go, you know? And it's like, if you if you just take two seconds, you can grab the door for somebody coming in or you can be mindless and just be, like, you know, fling it open and then as somebody's walking up, it'll be shutting in their face, you know what I mean? It's like, just, like, little things like that is what starts the, you know, spawns the, the fruit of, like, something like more music, you know? It's like, just those little things of taking a second... Like we're all busy, you know. But if you're at the gas station and you see somebody approaching, like everybody feels that. But like nine times out of ten, most people just open the door and you know, like they're not going to try to hold it for you or anything like that. But it's like little things like that can shift your whole, whole mindset. You know, you start taking opportunities and then you know, um, then you just see what opens after that.
2: Yeah, snow snowball snowball effect. You know, and I think yeah. that that's um. <clears throat> It doesn't have to be this overwhelming thing, you know. To where you're like, where do I even begin? You know, just pick something small, you know, and make sure that it happens. Follow through with it consistently over time, you know, yeah. and then look for more opportunities when they present themselves. But it's 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 a mental shift, um, you know. I think that for me, a biggest piece a biggest piece of that pie is is on days that I, let's say I oversleep and then I get up and I go immediately into getting ready for my day, you know, shower, you know, setting my taking, taking some vitamins, you know, taking, you know, eating some breakfast and then I'm jumping in the truck and I'm going, you know, and that all happens in the matter of 30 minutes. And then my days into it, you know, phone calls start and all that kind of stuff. Then am I setting myself up? to be able to have that perspective throughout the day. No, because then I'm entering into a day of I've got to be reactive because immediately stuff's coming at me. But if I start my days off with more proactiveness, where there's some there's some quietness, there's some time to get get after it, you know what I mean? Physically, oh, yeah. you know, get your workout on. Then you start eating and then you, you know, do you shower and then all of a sudden, you know, it's it's a it's a more paced thing, and my mind's not just bow, you know, jumping into it at 90 mile an hour. Now that's that's for me. I'm not saying that that has to be for anyone else, but you got to figure out what how, what works for you to create that to create that gap in your mind to where you're not you're starting you you're starting your day off in a proactive mindset rather than a reactive mindset, you know, and that really gives you an edge to be able to think about somebody else other than yourself you know
0: yeah five years ago I mean every day was that for me just wake up and hit the floor running and it's been a process but I I mean I I was just thinking as you were talking like when's the last time that I actually had a day like that you know but it takes preparedness it takes you thinking about it the night before it's not thinking about it the morning you wake up okay what's my morning gonna look like okay I've got to be at church at six o'clock well I still need that time Right. So I've got to set my alarm for 430. Right. Uh, and then the consistency behind that. And once you get into it, it's kind of like it just the momentum builds. Right. Yeah. And you kind of get into it. And then if I don't have it, it's like, man, my whole day's thrown off. Right. So I've got to have it. I've got to make this happen. Right. And I do the same thing at night. You know, I'm I'm taking that time. I'm not going to bed after watching a TV show. Right, I'm intentionally taking time to pray about my day, to pray about my tomorrow, right? To think about it and talk about it with my wife. You know, I mean, I encourage that. If you don't pray with your wife, pray with your wife. If you don't pray with your husband, pray with your husband. It matters. You know, Mm -hmm. be intentional about it. Yeah. So a
2: lot of little things. A lot of of little things. A lot 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 of little little things. things. Add up. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And just too like I keep hearing it's it's about the season. You know what I mean? Because like, if I'm being honest, like. Uh, you know, this past couple months between moving and this busy season for pressure washing and stuff, so it's like I haven't had really like my days have been full with what I'm ob- you know my responsibilities as far as work goes. But it's like that's also a season, you know. What I mean, come wintertime, then I'll have I have more time. And it's like you know, just like you were saying, like five years ago, you're like, oh, this, this wouldn't happen. So it's like I just say that as an encouragement to people if you're listening, and you you know don't feel like oh my god I'm not serving anybody else. you know it's like there is a season for things where it's like you know you got to handle responsibilities and sometimes you don't always have the time to necessarily be out in the community or whatever like that because you know you already have obligations or whatever but it's like that's why I say it's just it's it's like seasons and recognizing and and you know maximizing those moments that you have or whatever the time. But it's like, comes down to that video. It was Dave Ramsey, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, like Dave Ramsey was talking about, it's like, you, you got to take care and manage what you have so that you can be generous. You know what I mean? Cause if not, then you're always going to be in that time crunch. You know, if it's like, you're always in a rush, then you probably need to go sleep a little bit earlier. You know what I'm saying? If that's like a common thing of like, oh, I'm always, I'm always like 10 minutes late. And then that puts you in that mindset of what y'all talking about of being like too busy to you recognize those moments or whatever like that. So it's like you know you gotta gain control of of what is in control. You know what I mean? So that you can be generous with with what you
0: have. You know. I think having a servant heart or a servant mentality, it doesn't necessarily mean me going to a nonprofit or serving at church. Yeah. I mean, if you are busy like that. Start with your inner circle. Start with your spouse. Start with your kids. How can you be intentional about serving them in unique ways that you haven't done before, right? Yeah. And, I, you know, I think you can start there. Yeah, 100%. 100%.
2: <clears throat> yeah, and I would say you, you would need to start there. Yeah. Before yeah. it rolls over and into anybody else.
1: I agree 100% with that. Yeah, I think definitely your family is your first ministry, and then... Everything else comes after that one.
2: Yeah. You know, I think everything else will flow out of that, you know, because there's this illusion, man, with that freedom we were talking about where, you know, let's just use the example of, uh, you know, skipping getting up early, you know. Uh, Will you remember that extra 10 minutes or 30 minutes of sleep in a year from now versus remembering the mentality and the perspective of the effort that got that you put in from getting up early and, and being disciplined with your time. Which one will will make a larger impact just in you, just in your mind, you know? Um, and a hundred percent of the time it's like, well, we justify these actions with, Well, I'm tired, I've been I've been working nonstop, so I need an extra now. And I'm all about rest. Rest is massively important. <clears throat> but my point my point is is that a lot of the times we justify ourselves into reactive moments instead of being proactive. You know. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's a big big decision, um, but it starts in the small things.
1: Absolutely. Well, Chad, we really appreciate you coming on uh, and, and talking about More Music Foundation. Uh, you want to go ahead and just plug in one more time where they can help out or donate or maybe even jump on board with the foundation. Um, where, where can they find, anybody that's listening, where can they find that info one more time?
0: www.moremusicfoundation.org. It's got all of our events. Uh, there's a donation link. You can sign up to volunteer. Awesome. Uh, if you got dusty instruments in the garage we'll take them you yeah. know there's a donation program so everything is listed on our website moremusicfoundation.org
1: awesome great yeah so if y'all y'all hear that and y'all are uh intrigued and want to jump on uh go check that out uh moremusicfoundation.org uh, as always you can reach out to us in person or uh reach us at our email masculinerevolution at gmail.com. Uh, Appreciate y'all tuning in. Until next time.
2: Join the family.